Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. There's a strange line that comes in the middle of every Mass. Have you ever wondered about this line? Right before we pray the Our Father, the priest says, At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say. We dare to say what? We dare to say the Our Father? What's so daring about saying the Our Father? I mean, the Our Father is one of the most basic prayers. We've prayed it, many of us, since our childhood. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We pray it all the time in the rosary. We, we pray this. It, it's one of the most basic of all Christian prayers. So why does the priest say this is so daring? Well, I want to take a look at how uh, the Catholic Church actually looks at this. That if we really understood the words we were saying, especially the opening words, the opening couple lines of the Our Father, if we really understood what that was about, I think we would approach not just the Mass, but this sacred prayer, the Lord's Prayer, with a little more fear and trembling, with a little more reverence, but with so much awe and gratitude that we can say our Father. And that's what we're going to take a look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. I want to welcome any new listeners joining us here to check out the show. Thank you for being with us. And I want to just today, just take a moment to say hi to all the listeners who've been with this show for, for many, many episodes, for some of you for many years. It is such a joy as I travel around the United States and really, quite frankly, around the world. And I just, I, I love getting to meet you. I, when I speak at a conference, I speak at a parish, or I often get to meet the listeners. It's, it's so fun because I'm here, you know, at my home, or sometimes I'm doing these while I'm on the road, but I'm just by myself, you know, with my little computer and my microphone, and it's just me <laughs> talking, to, and, and I, I know you're out there, but I don't get to see your faces. So if I ever come to your town, ever come to your city, please come up to me and I, I want to get to meet you. I always love to hear feedback on the show. What are things you're interested in the future? So, uh, but just thank you to all the listeners who come on each week. And I, I'm grateful that, that you find this to be a blessing for your lives. So today we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to talk about it in general, but I'm looking at it in the context of the liturgy. Uh, this comes after the Eucharistic prayer as we go into kind of like, well, uh, the, the the last part of the whole Eucharistic liturgy of the Eucharist, it's at the beginning of what we call the communion rite. So we just had the Eucharistic prayer, the consecration, the great amen. And then we go into this part of the, the last part of the liturgy of the Eucharist is called the communion rite to prepare us for Holy Communion. And it's at this point that the priest says those words at the Savior's command informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, what's so daring about saying the, our father? Well, First of all, I, I want you to know, I think, I think the key part of the Our Father is the opening line, the fact that we call God Father. That would have been a very daring thing in first century Judaism. So I want to bring you in on that biblical background and the way the Jews looked at this. You see, the Jews viewed God as Father. That The idea of God as Father is nothing new. I mean, you find evidence of this going all the way back to the book of Genesis. And, uh, and they did definitely see God as Father, but they saw him as Father of the people as a whole. He's the Father of the people of Israel. God is Father. Israel is his firstborn son, Exodus 4.22. And you'll see the scriptures will call on God as Father, and and he, and 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 Israel's viewed as the the children of God, the son of God. But that was for the people as a whole. 
It wasn't common for an individual to address God as Father. For an individual Jewish man or woman to just all of a sudden on his own call God Father would have been highly unusual. And so the fact that that Jesus is saying, hey, you can call God Father. Go When you pray, pray like this. That, that's pretty bold. It's pretty daring. And, and, I, and I don't think we Christians appreciate this. I think we kind of just take this prayer for granted. I want us to approach the Our Father with a little more reverence, a little more gratitude by understanding what we really mean when we pray this prayer. And I pray for those of you who are parents. I bet many of you pray the Our Father in your own home at different times. Maybe pray the rosary or an Our Father before the kids go to bed. Teach your children to pray this with great awe. To not just rattle off some words, Our Father, right in heaven, hallowed be thy name, like a Catholic robot. You know, but, but to understand how, how wonderful this is. We get to call God Father. And what's really, I think, powerful is that if in the Aramaic, which might be what Jesus has in mind elsewhere as well. We know Jesus called God Abba Father in, in Mark 14, 36. He calls God Abba, which was a real term of endearment. Uh, it's not just Father. It almost has the sense of like uh, closeness, like like uh, great endearment, uh, like, like Daddy. <laughs> so it, the fact that we can call God, I on my own can call God Father is, is just amazing. It's an incredible gift. Now, that's the first thing. And I think just on that level alone, it's daring to call God Father. If you're a Jew in the first century and you're going to all of a sudden on your own as an individual call God Father, that is pretty daring. And and if we ended the podcast now, I think we have a lot to to chew on, to take to prayer, to give thanks to, and and, and it'll help renew our praying of the Our Father. But we're not going to end the podcast now because there's another point I want to make, a very important point. It's a theological understanding of what this means. You see, as Catholics, when we call God Father, we're not just calling him father like he's like a father. I think that's what many Christians think. Okay, you know, so there is a God and he's all powerful and all holy and all good. But, you know, he's he's kind of like a father. So, we'll, you know, we'll use human relationships, human familial relationships as a metaphor to describe God's love for us, to describe God's closeness to us. Yeah, yeah. So, so God's kind of like a father. So let's call him father. That is not what's going on here. <laughs> when Jesus gives us the Our Father prayer, he's not using a metaphor and saying God is like a father. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. Jesus is revealing to us who God is in his essence. He is father. And we are his children. And that, that's not just in a nice figurative way. In, in fact, I would say God is more father than my dad is on the natural level. And God is more father than your dad is on the natural level. I love my dad. I hope you love your dad. But, but, but they're not perfect. And, and God is the perfect model of all fatherhood. God is fatherhood. Our human fatherhood participates and in, in reflects what God is doing and who God is. In other words, I'm a dad. I've got eight kids. They call me daddy. They call me dad. They call me father. But I'm, I'm actually more like a father. God is the one true father. He is the model. He's the perfect template. I am a reflection of that to varying degrees. <laughs> I, I participate in, in that. But God is truly father. And I am a reflection of participation in that reality. So the fact 
that God is saying to uh, Jesus is saying to us that we should call God Father. It's pointing to the essence of who God is. It's like that Christian song. He's a good, good Father. It's who He is. Uh, it, that's that. So it is a beautiful revelation. But the next theological point, and this is the really amazing one, my friends. So really, give me your attention right now. Is if I'm calling God Father, I'm not just saying something about who God is. I'm saying something really important about me, who I am. If God is Father, I'm His Son. You are His Son. You are His daughter. If you call Him Father, and we don't mean this merely in a figurative sense. Oh, I'm kind of like a son. I'm kind of like a daughter. No, 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 no. I really am. And I think Catholics don't fully appreciate this. What I'm going to share with you next gets to the heart of what I think makes Catholic Christianity different from all the other forms of Christianity out there. It's the realism of our divine sonship, that we really are sons and daughters of the Father. I'm going to share with you a couple examples. First John chapter 3, verse 1. St. John says, See what love the Father has for us? That we are called sons of God. And so we are. Notice, St. John doesn't say, Hey, we're called sons of God. That's a cool metaphor. Nice little figurative imagery. No, no. He says, we're called sons of God. Why? Because that's who we really are. We really are sons. How is this the case? It's because, as St. Paul says in his letter to the Galatians, we have the spirit. We have the spirit of the son in our hearts so that we can cry out, Abba, Father. Christ's spirit is within us. Jesus is the true son of God, right? He's the true son of God. The heavenly father is his father. I could never call God father on my own apart from Jesus. This is why it, Jesus gives us the our father. This is why it's so daring. Uh, I could never call God father all on my own. But because I have the life of the one true son of God dwelling within me by virtue of my baptism and the graces of the sacraments, as long as I'm faithful to those graces, right? I've got the life of the son of God within me, the sanctifying grace, the spirit of the son is within me. So the church talks about how we have the life of the Son in us. It's uh, We are sons in the Son. We are sons of the Heavenly Father because we are in Christ, the one true Son. Now, I want to I, I be clear. I don't want this to get heady and the, too theological for you, but it's important you get this. That at baptism, we don't just like vaguely, oh, God likes us now, and we got our sins removed and we're cleansed. It's so much more than that. At baptism, the life of the Son of God enters into us. <laughs> The divine son of God is dwelling within me and it's changing me. It's not just I was cleansed of my sins. Baptism does so much more than cleanse me of my sins. It fills me with the life of the son of God. So I begin to to love like Jesus more. I begin to think like him more, value what he values. I begin to, I have the power within me to, to love supernaturally beyond what I could do on my own human nature. That's what supernatural means, above nature. So I can I can begin to love beyond what I could do on my own. And I need to draw on those graces of my baptism and, and fill myself up with more grace through confession and, and through the Eucharist and through prayer so that I can love God and, and love others around me, not with my own love, but with God's love radiating through me. So I can begin to be more generous, like Jesus is generous. It's not me being generous, it's Christ 
working through me. That's what St. Paul says in Galatians. He says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ really is living in me. The Son of God really is living in me. So with the Spirit of the Son of God within me, I can cry out, Abba, Father. God really is my Father, not by virtue of my own existence all by myself, but by virtue of the Son of God dwelling within me. Do you long to live as a son or daughter of the Heavenly Father? Do you long to really live in the Father's love? Do you long to to live as a good son, a good daughter? It's that life of Jesus we want within us, that we have it in us, and we, but we want it to keep growing so it changes us. And, and, and this is the core of who we are. As St. John says again, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, see what love the Father has for us, that we are called sons of God, and so we are. This is why it, it, it's so amazing. It's daring that, that I, a weak sinner, I know myself. I know how weak I am, how selfish I am. I know how many times I've turned away from God, and yet he invites me to call him Father. And not just call him that in a nice poetic way, but to call him that in the truest sense because he really is my father by virtue of the life of the son within me, that life that was freely given. So if I want to grow in this, if I want to grow in my identity as a son, as a daughter, and I want to live the Lord's prayer more in my daily life, I'm going to give you a couple things to reflect on. First, we've already hit on some of this that if I want to grow in my identity as a son or daughter, and I want to, I want to really live with this prayer, the Our Father is saying, I, I need to grow in grace. So I need to, to frequent the sacraments. I need to go, to go to the Mass every Sunday, Holy Day of Obligation, of course, but, but if I can even receive Holy Communion uh, sometimes during the week, to, to receive the life of the Son of God most fully, his real presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, that is one of the most profound ways we are changed, that we live not like a, a son of Adam, as St. Paul says, but more like a son of the Father. So I'm, I'm putting off the old man and putting on the new. I'm, I'm dying to the, my ways of the flesh and following the ways of the spirit. And, 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 and so I'm living as the life of the son. But if I want that life, there is the life of the son of God within me. As long as I don't fall into mortal sin, that life that was given to me at baptism stays. If I did fall into mortal sin, I bring it to confession and then I could be restored in that grace. And we need to do that too. But let's assume we're, we've got that life of grace within me. It's not just stagnant. That life of grace has to grow. It has to increase. And, and I do that first and foremost through frequenting the sacraments. So go receive communion, certainly on the, on the Sundays and Holy Days, but go during the week if you can. Even if you only go one day a week or only twice a week, during the week, go receive Holy Communion. That, that fortifies your life as a son or daughter. The second thing is to go frequent the, the sacrament of reconciliation, to go to confession regularly. You've heard me say many times on the show that we should go, I think, at least once a month. If there's any listener out there who doesn't have enough sin in one month's time to bring to confession, please, I want to meet you, fly out to Denver. That means you're a saint, and I, I love meeting saints. That would be amazing, <laughs> but I have a feeling that, that that you're not in that category, and I know I'm not in that category. I need confession, but again, remember, confession is not just about being forgiven. It's about receiving that grace, That and grace, what is grace? Grace is the life of the Son of God. I have it in me through baptism, but that needs to grow. 
What are you doing to feed grace in your soul? What are you doing to grow in your identity as a son or as a daughter? You know, so frequent the Eucharist, frequent confession at least once a month to not just be forgiven, but to be filled with more grace to help you overcome your sins. You need daily prayer. If you don't have daily prayer, you're not going to grow in your identity as a son. If you don't talk to your own natural dad much, you probably don't have uh, a great relationship with your with your earthly father. <laughs> and the same is true with our heavenly father. If I'm not talking to my heavenly father every day, I'm not going to grow in that relationship. It's been so fun having my uh, my kids home for summer. You know, so they're not at school. There's a you know, little slower pace. It's busy summer, but but it's a little more leisure time. And we've been able to do family vacation. My kids home from college and. You know, just the conversations we're able to have together, spending time together. You know, I I just feel the love in our home growing. Uh, I I grow, my heart rises. I grow in love with them the more I spend time with them, and I pray that's the same on their end. <laughs> you know, so it's it's just true. We need time. So we need time for prayer. So I've given you three things to to grow in your in your life as a son or daughter of God: the Eucharist, confession, daily prayer. But I'm going to give you one more. And I think this may be the most profound. We should take time, like we're doing in this podcast, to just reflect on the mystery that I can call God Father. I should be so thankful that this is a great gift. I'm his beloved son. You're his beloved daughter. Do you ever just pause and just ponder that? I'm not worthy of this. Again, I know myself and I, I, I'm not worthy of it. It reminds me of this other popular Christian song these days out there, you know, that, that talks about God's crazy, amazing, reckless love. You know, it's just like, it just doesn't make sense that, that God loves us this way. This is what many of the saints marveled over this. You know, St. Catherine of Siena, St. John of the Cross, Mother Teresa, they just marveled over God's love. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And this popular song says uh, something along the lines of, I don't. De- I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn this love, <laughs> the Father's love, so much that He it really is my Father, and, and and He really has filled me with the life of His Son, so that I become His Son, His beloved Son, even with all my weaknesses and frailties. That He still looks on me with such great love, and He's so eager to forgive. He's so patient with my many foibles and falls and weaknesses and failures, right? He's just, he's so amazing. I, I didn't earn this love. I don't deserve this love. <laughs> and yet he gives it to us. Let's just take a moment to thank Jesus for that. It's amazing. Thank you, Jesus, for filling me with your life. You, the eternal son of God, who came down and became one of us and died for us and rose again so that you could fill us with your life, fill us with your spirit so that we could cry out, Abba, Father, that we can dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven. I didn't earn this. I can't earn that kind of love. I don't deserve this love, Jesus. But I express great gratitude that you love me so much. Help me never to forget that love. When, when I fall and I stumble and I could get discouraged about my sins, Help me to just remember how much you and the Father love me. When I'm struggling and I'm exhausted and I don't feel like I have more to give, help me to remember how much you gave, how much you love me. When following you and being faithful is difficult and challenging, help me to persevere, remembering your great love. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. If you want to learn more about this wonderful prayer in the Mass, the Our Father, or 
really any of the beautiful prayers in the Mass. I wrote this book called A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. Many of you are familiar with it. It comes from Ascension Press. You can go to ascensionpress.com and you can find the book uh, that has reflections like this. So a lot of what I'm sharing with you is based on that book. Uh, but every little prayer of the Mass, This is we just looked at the opening line of the Our Father, but every little prayer of the Mass, thanks be to God, alleluia, amen. Every prayer is charged with so much meaning if we could understand its biblical background. And that's what I try to unpack in that book. So if you want to learn more about the Our Father, you want to learn more about all the parts of the Mass and the biblical background, check out my book, A Biblical Walk Through the Mass with Ascension Press. You can get it at ascensionpress.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless.